Hey, pop stars, welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by Summertime, letting you know that swimsuit and short season is right around the corner. Do you know any other season that has its own badass theme song? Summer, summer, summertime. Ooh, Ooh summertime. <laughs> I hadn't warmed up the voice yet. My bad, my bad. <laughs> um, Tammy, what's your favorite season? Winter and fall. I'm a big Actually, fan of winter. no. I'm gonna change that. Sorry. I would say winter and spring, but not springing Texas. Yeah, in this part of Texas, we only have two seasons: hot and damn hot. Maybe yes. warm and cool might come. No, in kill a hot, play. kill a hot. <laughs> yeah, kill a hot. Like hot damn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't going outside now. Like it gets so bad down here. You can just you can literally go take a shower and get out the shower still sweating. Like it's bad in the summer here. But but you gotta blast your AC down here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I I'm a winter person. I love winter and fall, and I wish that we lived in an area where the leaves actually changed and didn't just die and fall off the trees. <laughs> Yes, like real autumn. Yeah. That's when it's not fall, it's autumn. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're getting close to summer, which you know is good, but anyway. Um, So, in case you guys haven't guessed uh, by this week's sponsor, this week we will revisit one of our favorite shows from last season, Bel Air. The dramatic reinterpretation of the hit 90s sitcom that launched Will Smith into superstardom. This time we pick up with season two and Will, played by Jabari Banks, is estranged from his family after the events of last season's finale. So, Tammy, with this season focusing on healing and reconciliation, what did you think of the second season of Bel Air? Was the prince prince still fresh or did he turn into a stale pauper? I'm neither. Um, I think... You know, um, season two was not as intense or as engaging as season one. I still enjoyed it. You know, um, I watched it week to week. Um, it was one of the only shows that I actually kept up with week to week um, since it premiered um, for season two. Um, I enjoyed it, but it, like I said, you know, the excitement and the engagement from season one necessarily wasn't there. Like it didn't 100% pull me in. Um, for the whole season, but it was still an enjoyable season. Okay. Yeah. I, goodness. Speaking of hot, my glasses are fogging up. I had to turn on the ceiling fan. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, it started off slowly and it picked up to me probably about episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm glad it didn't take Will too long to reconcile or to go home, but I thought they could have, like, some of the first stories um, throughout those uh, first few episodes could have been consolidated. Um, and like I said, it didn't really find its way to me into, like, the second half of the season. But I will say that I think the theme of this season was selfishness because everybody... Um, everybody! was really selfish. I think the only one who had a healthy bit of it, who had to learn how to be more selfish as far as their time and their giving was Aunt Viv, you know? Um, and 
we can get into that. But yeah, I think the theme of this season was definitely selfishness. And um, it was a bit much. Um, so what did you think about Will? And so we'll start with him since he's the star. Uh, what did you think about his journey this season and his story? Um, <clears throat> Will was way more cocky, I feel, and arrogant this season and selfish. That's a good word to use. Then I think last season, he was still trying to get his bearings. Um, I feel like, you know, I like the fact last season that he stuck to his, you know, Philly roots, but he was still, you know, uh, finding his place in Bel Air, in his new life, you know, um, with the family and everything. And I feel like with this season, he reverted back and he started to be even more hardcore. Like, yo, I'm from the streets. And I like, uh, there were a couple characters that really told him like, dude, especially Jazz. Um, I love the conversation that he um, that Jazz had with him when he was just like, "This ain't Philly. Like, this ain't Philly streets. Like, you you're not in Philadelphia no more. Like, um, this you know you in L.A. Like, come on. Like, you need to chill and you need to figure out your place in this new world because you ain't going back. And I feel like he was trying to like be so hard. Like, I'm from the streets and and I'm just like, but dude, you was never a gangster. Like, that was my thing. I was just like. It wasn't like you was a gangster living in the streets. Like, you weren't. Like, you were a top straight-A student and a top athlete. Like, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I thought it was too hardcore with the Philly street life kind of thing. Like, I, I just, I felt it was too hardcore for that because that wasn't necessarily his life that he had. Um, I do like the kind of turnaround in the end. Um, where he started to see where everybody else was coming from and and stopped being selfish. It was too late in the season, I think, because I think it was maybe episode nine is when he really, um, especially when he found out about Doc, when he started to um, really see where everybody else was coming from and started to realize that, hey, I'm not the only one that needs to be taken care of, but I need to take care of my peoples as well. Uh, but yeah, so that that was just kind of my opinion of this season. Um, he just needs to lay off the Philly stuff. Like, dude, like embrace your life. Embrace your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked. Um, I I love that conversation that he had with Jeff. I referenced that as well. Um, and I think that, you know, like the conversation with his mom could have been had earlier, where she told him stop looking for everything and everyone else. And I think he, I think part of it is um, he didn't quite know. It would have been one thing moving from LA, moving from, it would have been one thing moving from Philadelphia to LA, just trying to find his place. Um, just a whole new set of friends, whole new, whole different lifestyle, everything just, you know, East Coast, West Coast, all of that. So that struggle too but I think also coming in with this whole already predetermined identity as the bad boy um Mm -hmm. so to speak um I think he felt like in a way he had to live up to that um from the Philly streets like you said uh dude all most people know is that you you came to live with your own your family to get out of trouble because you caught an, an accidental gun charge a gun charge nonetheless that was pretty serious but uh, let's be real, you weren't really about that life, right? Like you said. And I think, you know, especially um, with the with the people on the team, it was kind of like, look, 
this isn't really my car or this is my car, but I live in Bel Air. You know, when people said, hey, like when they when they said, well, you live in Bel Air. He goes, no, that's really my aunt and uncle's house. But that's your car. They bought you that car because you just said your aunt, you know, and it's like you can it's like at this point it's tomato tomato you live in bel-air your aunt and uncle are your family they don't treat you any differently you're the one who still sees yourself differently and i loved when he's kind of when he kind of started turning that back around on lisa and he said you know he said it's really exhausting to always make yourself the outsider um and so i think he did that and i'm with you i think it it lasted too long and it was way too much of it and I liked when he did kind of calm down a little bit and, and start to see that, hey, it's not just about me. Um, and I, so getting into that, um, Carlton, I <laughs> love, um, I, I, God, Carlton was a mixed bag this season. I loved, um, I loved how they portrayed his story. Um, I think it was very realistic in the sense that uh, the self-medicating and the reasons why he was self-medicating, um, how initially the getting high was an escape and how then it became a crutch, um, how at the time he probably decided to quit that he was already an addict. So quitting cold turkey wasn't necessarily something that he could do. Um, but I, I love the different dynamics of him. And I think you got a better understanding. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm glad they didn't just drop uh, the anxiety story from last year as an excuse. I'm glad we got to see him deal with it in a different way. So um, as a character, I like what they did with him a little bit more this year, how you got a better understanding of who he is and where he's coming from. That being said, he's still a massive asshole. <laughs> two, things, two things can be true, right? It's not an either or situation. Yeah. Saying all of that, I, I love the way they told his story, but he's still an asshole. He is. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and and I think one of the ways where they really dropped the ball, um, I would have loved for there to have been more high stakes with his bender. Like when him and Connor went on that bender and his car got stolen mm-hmm. and Connor was missing for a few days, I'm like, I don't know if I wanted Connor to necessarily turn up dead. I think that may have been a little bit too much. But if his car would have been found wrecked, um, if Connor had turned up injured or if Connor had just straight up gone missing, I think the stakes would have been higher because as we saw, he really didn't learn anything. and. Nope. I don't even think um, with him outing himself um, at the Founders Ball the way he did, I still don't think he really learned anything because when he went home and, you know, he still tried to turn it around on his dad, like that is the reason why, like his anxiety um, is because of his dad. Because and I and in and, and that instance, I agree with Phil. It's like, dude, you've been given every opportunity you have the parents who, you know, it's not like your yeah, your parents work a lot. Your parents have their But they but love you unconditionally. Unconditionally. And your mom, like you call your mom after a fucking bender and she shows up for you. She comes and gets you, no questions asked. You know. Um, and so it's just like 
dude, like, so for you to turn around and try to blame them and blame everybody else, blame Will. No, dude, you were using before Will even showed up. Two, three years. He is 16 years old. He's been using since he was in middle school. You know, so it, it's, it's just like your problems go deeper than, than your cousin. They go deeper than your family. And I get like, okay, you're not necessarily. And so like there were moments like when he, when he the moment when he was honest and he started talking about his mental health and his, his issues. I was like, okay, this is a real moment. Like, you know, he had those moments where he could make himself relatable. And I kind of get the other asshole, the one who was in the Lisa, I forgot his name. But when he was like, Drew, like I'm the villain. And, and no, like Carlton was kind of like Teflon Don. Like no matter what happened, he, he still came out smelling like roses, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I was just like, okay. So I, I still think even by the end of it, he didn't learn anything. And I was happy to see that um, she was, look, that they were actually looking into um, putting him in rehab, that this wasn't going to be just one of those times where he could apologize his way out of it and promise to do better, you know? So I, I still think there should have been higher stakes with the uh, higher con- higher state consequences from the Bender story. And I think they kind of dropped the ball with that. Um, but I think, you know what? I think that there were some high stakes consequences to his, to his Bender and to his drug addiction. I agree with you on, um, I necessarily, I have no sympathy for Carlton. Um, and it's crazy to me because I'm like, he's still a teenager, right? And, you know, they have impulse control. They don't have any impulse control. And so I understand you becoming a drug addict because let's look at society today. Like that, that is becoming an issue. But um, I think, like, I agree with you when you say like, even through it all, even though you could see like, yo, that's some real serious shit you're going through. You're still a fucking asshole. And you have no sense of, I'm just gonna put it out there. You have no sense of what it takes to be a black man in America. And and that's part of what your your dad was saying. Like he he's talking about like I'm not the son. I know I'm not the son that you wanted. And Will comes and he's the son that you always wanted. And I don't act like that. And I'm so different from everybody in my family. And I'm just like, are you seriously trying to turn this around on your parents and say they're the reason why you're an asshole? Because they're not, they're not. Because if if he if their his parents were the reason why he was an asshole, then what happened with Hillary and Ashley? Because they're not like you. They're going through life, like you know, just kind of going through their angst and everything like that. But to see like your whole family is so pro black and so in tune with that, and then there's you, and. And then you're a drug addict for cocaine. <laughs> and I was just like, ooh, it just irked my soul. Just everything just irked my soul. Um, I hated the fact of like Vivian let him get away with too much shit. She mm-hmm. babied him too much. When you first realized something was off, when you picked that boy up, are you seriously telling me that you just accepted his his lies? Because Jeffrey, because Jeffrey knew, 
Jeffrey knew. Jeffrey looked at him and was like, your lies are going to c- catch up with you. And Jeffrey didn't even directly call him out. You, you saw, like, Jeffrey never directly called him out. But Jeffrey let him know, I know you're lying. And you're lying to your mother. And there's more to that story. And I, I swear, Jeffrey probably found out exactly what happened. And was basically waiting, like, I'm going to let you tell your friend, your people because that this is a family situation. Mm-hmm. But just know, I know what really happened. And, um, but with Vivian, I feel like, even when, like, Connor showed up, and I was just like, you mean to tell me this whole entire time you didn't know Connor was an asshole? Y'all didn't get to see the video of Connor using the N-word? Like, like none of this came came to mind about this situation? I felt like they they let him slide too much. They let him slide too much, and that's why he was never caught necessarily. That something was off with his story. Because Eddie, did you believe his story? Fuck no. Wait, okay, like if you didn't know exactly what happened, right? And he comes to you with the story that he had. Did that sound like a believable story? Fuck no. Because it didn't sound like a believable story to me. So when I was just like, there's no way she's believing this. Like I swore up and down, Vivian's not going to believe this story. And when she actually like believed it i said are you serious i can clearly tell he was lying to you to your face and i you and there was a moment where i thought okay maybe she's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt i was like okay maybe she wants to maybe it's one of those moments where she wanted to believe it more Mm. than she actually believed it if that makes sense like she wanted to believe that he was like because you could tell her mother's intuition like she knew something was off but never but, called him out on it. But never she, called him out she on never it. called him out on it. I liked, and I, I didn't like Drew's character necessarily, but I think that was the purpose. So he served, he served his purpose well on, because you weren't necessarily supposed to like Drew. But what I did like is that Drew was willing to call everybody out for their bullshit. And yeah, it was kind of like, an yeah, I know I'm, like, an I'm an asshole, but you are one too. And yet, y'all calling me out for what I'm doing, but y'all letting Carlton get away with the same shit that I'm doing. Even worse. Like, when he put that video out there, I was all for it because that is one scene that was so, like, important. And I was just like, that needed to be out there. Like, you needed to see on the fact of saying, like, you allowed white boys to use the N-word in front of you and then you try to explain it away. Like, that's here, especially to the Black Caucus on your campus. And the way you treated Will, when Will was like, this ain't cool. Exactly. Know? Like, and like was, he being too much. Yeah. And, and it was just like, okay. And then the way that affected your relationship with your cousin, when y'all had been getting along up until that point, uh, because you want to believe the dude over him. Like, mm-hmm. if he wanted to blow up your spot and put out that video, he could have done it when he first him. And he didn't. He didn't. Like, that's not the relationship that they had at that point. Uh, it just was not the relationship that they had at that point. So for him to just, and I, you know, when people can be like, oh, it was the drugs. No, it, it was the fact of saying that he fell back into his um, his old ways. And he, he was cool again with Connor. And so ultimately, you willing to blame your cousin because he's competition. And I think that brought out his insecurities. Will has always brought out his insecurities because he knows that he's the weakest link of his family. And so because he knows that, 
Will being there showing like this is what you're supposed to be. Because let's be honest, when he told his when he told his um Philip that, it, it was true. Like you you when you look at your siblings and you look at your parents and then you look at you, you're the odd person out. You don't fit necessarily. But they loved you anyway. They took yeah. care of you. They helped you with your anxiety. The fact that in the beginning of the season, he guilt-tripped his mom into persuading his dad that he no longer needed therapy, that he no longer needed um, medicine, that he could regulate his medicine himself. I was just like, come on, y'all. I, yeah, so he, I mean, he, he was a, like I said, too, it can be true. I, I love that we got a deeper insight into the character, but he was still an asshole. And I, yeah. I also liked that we could see that he, like, I think just by his nature, he's a little bit of an asshole. Just that's just who he is. And even as much as we love Goofy Carlton in the in the original series, he was a bit of an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. But I I appreciate that we got more insight into him. And like I said, uh, all those things can be true. Um, so I, I, I love that we that they didn't just pull the thread on the anxiety story and let it go and expect that to excuse everything. Like we saw the panic attack. We saw, you know, some of the things and the stress. And it's like, okay, well, maybe if you hadn't tried to like wean yourself off of your medicine um, or go down on your dosage or would have been honest about it, not necessarily working you may have not felt the need to just go back and self-medicate. So it's just like a lot of things, um, you know, were happening with him. So if it's renewed, um, I, I, I would hope to get into next season. I would hope to actually see him do the work and see the rehab and see the work that he puts in and, and, and just, you know, get to know the real Carlton. Like how much of him is really an asshole? How much of it is the drugs? Like I still say underneath it all there's still some asshole. Like, I think he would be like Drew. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, Drew, like, Drew was right. Y'all are more like than you think. Like, not, you can't, like you said, you can't blame it all on the drugs. Um, speaking of the Banks children, Hillary, Miss Hillary, mm-hmm. what did you think about her story this year? Um, I think Hillary's story was filler. Um, but it was nice filler. Like she was background. Um, it was filler information. I hated what she did to Jazz. And she didn't necessarily fully recognize. Um, it is definitely going to hurt to know. After you didn't tell me. But to literally come over for an event. And meet your ex-boyfriend. And he is a star football player. In the NFL who still loves you like that would hurt like that, that that it would be the same thing as in if she found if she met jazz's ex-girlfriend and found out like what like she was a well i, I would say cowboys but you know that's not um, a, a supermodel yeah like, like she was a Naomi supermodel. Campbell or something yeah yeah like or no or even even something as you she know, was in where she was a huge influencer because you know that's what she was trying to get into. She was a huge influencer, very successful, and she never knew that that was his ex girlfriend. You know, and and I felt like he was justified in his feelings. So although like it was filler, I thought it was really nice filler. Um, I do hate that 
she she was really hurt and i get how hurt she was i i fully understand it she went with easy in the end um and i can understand her choice with going with easy rather than working on the relationship that she and jazz had but i feel she never truly understood where he was coming from on how hurt and and will said it to her but i still don't think she fully got it like even as you missed him and everything you didn't fully get like that's some fucked up shit like that can mess with anybody's like confidence to find out that the ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend of your significant other is an absolute star like that that would mess with anyone's confidence so um but i i like i said um she was filler but it was it was nice filler in the background um yeah i get it i took a i, I took a little bit of a different approach like i i understood all sides of it i did and in the beginning i was as the story was playing off, I understood his heart. I did. I understood that being a shock. But it, it kind of goes into the whole male fragility. He's an ex for a reason. She's choosing you and she keeps choosing you. I understood the being mad part. I understood initially leaving her on red. Um, but I think after the dinner, uh, things just kind of went downhill, you know. Um, and that's where I think he did kind of like a 180. Um you know, it wasn't that she didn't believe you had the money at dinner. It's just like, dude, she didn't want to cause a scene at the dinner, you know. And I felt like last season, he was ride or die. Like, he was the one saying, our differences doesn't, our differences don't matter. I know who you are. I understand what you do. And then this season seems like, and, and it happens, the reality of it. Like, the first big thing about how he was saying the differences didn't matter. The first thing is, oh my God, you dated. And like you said, that would kind of be like, oh, fuck. So I guess where the insecurities were kind of already creeping in a little bit, just as you get to know them and the reality sets in of just how different you are. Okay, the superstar NFL boyfriend. Like I said, he had every right to be shook about that and his feelings for a bit, but y'all are moving past it. Then the whole thing with, you know, um, the, the dinner it was like dude you know if you feel that bad about it and you have the money just give it to her like I, I understand in that situation I'm not necessarily trying to cause a scene either like here just take this let's get it over with let's be done like she told him look you have the money I have the money it doesn't matter I don't care about that so I, I, I got it from that standpoint but this season I felt like she was trying harder than he did than he was like the whole thing with his parents, like she did the most. That shit was funny. Too much. She did too much. <laughs> she did the absolute most, and I'm like, what the fuck? But that was funny. And her, his parents, I was like, girl, they are over you. Just shut up. Because when when they were like, can we just change the subject? <laughs> his mom and dad were like, yes, please. We just want to eat our meal in peace. <laughs> but but she tried, and I'm like, oh god, that's ridiculous. But it was funny. Um. And so, but every time, like, okay, you missed her, but he never reached out. It was all, at this point, it was always on her to reach out and, like, prove something to her or prove something to him. And I, so I was just kind of like, I, I wasn't feeling the whole 180. I'm not saying he had to kiss her ass or anything like that. I'm just saying it should have been more of a meet in the middle. And I, I was, and I was like, okay, and I kind of want to see what, LaMarcus is about so I'm not necessarily I'm not saying jazz is not in game I'm not jumping off the jazz bandwagon but I understand 
not necessarily going back to that um, because again the things that seemingly drove y'all apart those things are not going to go away the differences are going to remain so I like her and LaMarcus I do too and so and that's what I, and that's what I'm getting at it's like I, I got to the point where I was like okay I didn't necessarily want her and Jazz to get back together especially now and I want to see what her and LaMarcus are about and I just hope that it doesn't fall into once they get together and once she you know she gives them a chance or really prove really see that he turns into that stereotypical asshole. Like, I don't want that. I want to see, like, if the relationship doesn't work, I want it to be obvious that Jazz is the one or that someone else is the one. I don't want him all of a sudden to just become this controlling, cheating asshole, if that makes sense. The stereotypical reasons, like, they would try to break them up. Does yeah, that make sense? Because they would, they would be changing his character because I like how they introduced LaMarcus. I think that her and LaMarcus had um, good chemistry, good vibes. And I'm, I'm with you. I would love to see how their relationship progresses. I think I would like to see them naturally figure out, like her naturally figure out that although he's an amazing guy, he's not the guy for her. And I, I agree with you. I don't want him to change his persona because in, in this season, the reason why they broke up, why you find out they broke up is because he moved across the country and she didn't want to move with him. And so if that was the only reason why y'all broke up, that means y'all had a great relationship beforehand. At least she didn't make any indication that they didn't have a great relationship before that. And that was really the idea was that she didn't love him enough to move across country and leave her family behind when he got when he transferred to a different team and so or traded to a different team so i think that i i don't want them to turn him into you know the necessary asshole so that um it can justify them just putting her with jazz but i want to see the slow progression of he's an amazing guy but i'm just not in love with him i think that would even be more realistic and better than trying to change his whole personality um, in order to fit the narrative that they want to sell yeah like you know or I, I just outgrew my first love but yeah like so don't turn him into that whole womanizer make everything he said a lie or all of that shit you know because it, 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 it just wouldn't fit what we know so far and I think that is the easy way out that would be like lazy writing you know um, so um, yeah I, I'm I'm okay with her and Jazz taking a break for now um, and just because of the 180 that they did with his character um, I was just like okay and I, I'm not necessarily saying it's a 180 because it, it, I, I think it, it was some realism to it where he it's like okay he thought he could you know because it happens all the time people think that they can deal with something especially men when it comes to more successful women um, or women who have uh, who boss ass women or whatever you want to call them men think that they can deal with that and then it gets to the point where the reality sets in and it's like they don't they can't deal with it as easy because you know um just in general if if his girlfriend had been Zendaya or Zendaya like or a Naomi Campbell or a top influencer you know that well I'm with you that's my ex we're supposed to just suck that up and be like, yeah, he chose me and grateful that he chose me. And that would be fine. But when it comes to men, they have a harder time dealing with that. And we're supposed to be able to, you know, nurse them through their fragility and always be there to reassure them. So, and I, you know, I was just like, yeah, but 
Um, I still love the character of Jazz, though. Um, you know, uh, I, he has some great scenes, and I love the friendship. Uh, I love his friendship with Will, and basically him telling Will to get over himself. Like, dude, you're on the mean beaches of Venice right now playing basketball. This ain't the streets of Philly. Shut the fuck up. Get, <laughs> get over yourself, you know. Um, and why you bullshitting the motherfuckers in Venice? Well, they'll him your ass up. So, you know. Um, but, yeah. Um, speaking, did you, like, we didn't really talk about much, but did you like the way things turned out with Will and Lisa and Will and, what was her name? I, won't, I don't know why I want to call her. Yeah, Erica. 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 No, yeah. Jackie. Jackie, sorry. Jackie, Jackie. Jackie. Um, I am a huge Will and Lisa fan. Um, I like them together. Uh, I think that I love that it was very realistic on how they broke up and how their friendship ended ultimately. And then how you saw it, they still loved each other. They still cared enough. They still cared a lot about each other, but they were both moving on. And then ultimately they get back together when Will gets over his arrogance and starts to realize that he was being very selfish and then there was other people that he cared about that he needs to take care of. Um, so I do, I, I liked it. I, I did like it. Um, I, it's funny to me because does that mean that Lisa has a type? Cause she fell for Carlton and she fell for Drew. <laughs> I think so. Like I can, tell, <laughs> I can tell you from my own experience, if I'm attracted to not just blatant assholes, but if I'm attracted to you, I know you got that asshole gene in you somewhere. <laughs> like I, I know it. I, I, I mean, I'm not a masochist. I'm not down for the whole toxicity shit, but I know that you carry that gene or that trait. It's just <laughs> you know, because um, I definitely I saw that. I was just like, okay, so Carlton, and then she saw the good in Carlton, and then you have Drew. You saw the good in Drew. Um, which I'm sure Drew wasn't necessarily an asshole. He just called you on your bullshit. Like, I, I felt like he called, he was more on, I'm going to call you on your bullshit. I'm not going to hide the fact of who I am. Um, except for when Lisa was around. <laughs> um, but I, I do like that. And with Will and Jackie, I mean, Jackie was a placeholder. And I wasn't fully on board. And partly because the only reason why she really approached um, Will like really approached Will or gave him a chance was because her uncle needed something from him and so she was on board for that and so ultimately like you weren't genuine in how you ultimately got with him you liked him but you still got your own issues Will got his own issues he don't need somebody with that many issues like you do um, so I was okay when he just let that go and went back to Lisa that, that was just my opinion like I was like because I feel that I like the fact that it seems that him and Lisa are endgame, at least for now, um, that they're endgame and they're going to work. They're going to work towards that. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but I like the fact of that him and Lisa are endgame more than him and Jackie are. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that through it all, they're friends. Yeah. Um, BFFs, I love the, like, yeah. Really good I, love, friends. I love the fact that the friendship is there. And even when she said, they couldn't be friends because it was, you know, she found herself being that girl. It was like just the friendship that wouldn't die. And and so I, I but I agree with you. I, I wouldn't mind if they're in game, uh, you know, because it's TV, they're probably going to break up or whatever. Or if there's an if there's another person that comes in because you got the feeling that and I, 
as Jackie's character was developed, like once I found out she who her uncle was, I knew that there was something else, right? Mm-hmm. But what as she was developed and it started pulling the layers back a little bit, you get the feeling that if she hadn't lied to him, that he would have that they would have stayed together longer, you know. Um, and but then it was kind of like you saw at the hospital, I'm like, ooh, Will, you're playing a dangerous game, dude, because you could see that he still had um, him and Lisa had a very deep connection so I, I guess I'm glad that they didn't make him out to be the cheater or whatever you mm-hmm. know uh, but I, I don't know something tells me that we may not have seen the end of Miss Jackie um, did you like the whole AAU storyline yes and no <laughs> like I so the reason why I necessarily I was on the fence with it is because it came about um, because of Will's cockiness, arrogance, and the fact that he wouldn't forgive his family for keeping um, his dad Lou away from him kind of thing. And so he went his own way. And this this is what, what came about. And I think that going the AAU route brought out his, like, he got to be real street and he got to be hard because, you know, he don't want nobody to know that I, you know, I'm Bel Air and I'm driving this car and, you know, kind of thing. But I like the realism of it, of, you know, it wasn't just, it was like everybody was in it. They want to be successful. I like seeing like what it's kind of about. Um, Cause you know, I, I know some people who um, play um, AAU. And so it was, it was just really, really interesting to see uh, the doc storyline. Didn't see it going the way that it ultimately went. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I thought it was going to go a little bit darker than where it went, and I thought it was way lighter um, than, you know, my first thoughts, but I mean, it was I. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they got tired with Doc, or they didn't quite know what to do with do Doc. It mm-hmm. Or, I, you have the feeling that uh, as they as they were writing it... They liked um, his character? They liked his character mm-hmm. more. And so they kind of had to find a way to make it better yeah um because you have the feeling that when as the story was breaking in the writer's room initially with the character of doc they broke it one way and then and sometimes that happens like as you're as you're progressing through a season um you know you, you you find out that hey this character has chemistry with other characters this character has turned into something we didn't quite expect so we got to kind of clean them up and one of my one of the the shows that I remember did that is Veronica Mars, who's the person who actually becomes her in-game Logan. Um, they did not yes! think that, they did not think that they would have that type of chemistry. chemistry. They weren't meant to be in-game like that, and then it just kind of blows up. So it happens. So I think like you could kind of tell the shift, and so it, it kind of it didn't end the way you thought it would end. And I, I can't say that I'm disappointed about it. I can't. I, I I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of indifferent or ambivalent about it. I. I do appreciate the AAU story. Um, I understand. I think maybe, I think the payoff would have been bigger um, if instead of making Lonzo his former partner, if Lonzo was still his partner and they have to separate that way. I think in that case, I think it would have made it a little, the payoff would have been bigger for Doc and we wouldn't be so indifferent towards him. He was sexy as hell. I'll give him that. He was a damn good looking brother. But I think we would have cared more about the ultimate story 
if if the stakes again if the stakes had been higher. So I think by making Lonzo a current partner, who he found out or who they were having these disagreements with, um, you know, um, him changing as he got to know the guys, or you know, just something like that, him finding out Lonzo was trying to use the club to launder money, run jugs. I just think the stakes would have been higher if Lonzo had been more of a, a permanent fixture for us, um, especially with Doc's 180. So I think um, they changed I, that even, like that part of the storyline on what they were doing with the partner. Like I think that changed when they started to really like the character of Doc and the whole storyline changed. So I think even the storyline of his partner and who his partner actually was, um, you know, being a former partner rather, like, I, I feel like I got the sense that all of that changed when they realized where they could go with Doc um, in later seasons or later in the show. And so they changed the whole entire storyline. So that could have been the case um, where you said like them being current partners and one side being about the drugs and the streets and the other side being about the professionalism of it. And even that could have changed in the writer's room as they saw, you know, a, you know what? Basically, as they saw what they could do with Doc and the character of Doc in um future in the future. Yeah. So, um, now, all right. So, the one thing I, as much as I love Jeffrey, his the whole story with his son was anticlimactic to me. I was like, that was the filler they could have kept. Um, <laughs> like, it didn't make sense because at one point. We've been led to believe the whole season Jeffrey did not know. He knew he had a son. He just didn't know what happened to his son because Viv and Phil had always kept that from him. And then when the son was leaving, when he saw that Jeffrey basically had this whole other life uh, because, you know, and he was like, I don't know you, which it was true. You don't know him, but you're not trying to get to know him. You, you know why he left at this point. You came all this way. You claim you're not angry. I understand being hurt. But, so I get that. But then when Phil is talking to him, he's like, well, Jeffrey, when your parents lost their job, who Jeffrey's the one who kept you in your house, paid for your schooling. When you tried to join all those gangs in London, Jeffrey's the one who kept you from joining the gangs and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, did Jeffrey really know where his son was all along? If so, why, why did he spend like the first 70% of the season going through your shit, trying to find this kid? <laughs> like... So as much as I love Jeffrey, that story just wasn't it for me. What about you? Okay, well, I agree with you, but I was never in love with Jeffrey the way that everybody else is. Um, I liked what he, pre like the character. Uh, well, I like the role that he plays in the family ultimately, but um, you know, I just look at him and be like, he's just there to be a badass in the background and just make sure, like, nobody tries to take advantage of the Banks family. Like, that that's ultimately how I look at him. So um, I agree with you because I didn't even notice that. That's how little attention I paid to his storyline is that I didn't even notice an effect of, like, before he didn't know where his son was and everything. And then all of a sudden, um, when Philip talked about, I was just like, as you're saying that, I was just like, oh, she's right. <laughs> Now, everything else could have been explained on, it was through Philip on yes. how stuff got done, except for the gang thing, on stopping him from joining the gangs and everything. I said, then you would have to know where your son was in order to stop the gangs from making him a member. 
And, and so, people, yeah, so I agree with you on that part. And the people that you're hiding from, like, you know, and then that, I'm like, okay, so season three, I guess the people that he's hiding from, the people, you know, that the reason why he left London, um, I guess now they know where he is because he said the calls were coming from East London. I said, so did your son go home and dime you out? Like, when he opened that envelope, I thought it was going to be a picture of his son strung up. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just morbid of me and just shows yeah. you how much I cared I, I about agree. it. I agree. I thought the same thing. So I was just like, okay, so there's got to be a bigger payoff for that. But uh, speaking of Jeffrey, I said it before, every family needs a fucking Jeffrey. Like, this, I need a Jeffrey. Um, I love the part where they were at Dre's office where they first went to meet Dre. Mm-hmm. And Dre, and then he said, yo, big man, you don't want to do that. Like, Jeffrey had his hand on his hip, like, who's going to drop first, motherfucker? <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I need more Jeffrey. And then the part where Lonzo was trying to leave and Jeffrey shows up, he goes, I don't think this conversation's done. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you right, you right. He, that's so, why I said badass in the background. Come on now. Yeah, you know, so I, I was like, okay, yeah, I wasn't feeling too much mopey, creepy, stalkery Jeffrey. Like, I was just like, oh. and then the whole reason they never did say the payoff wasn't there. Like, why were you so gung-ho on Jeffrey not knowing where his son was. It's not like he was going to London like, I didn't get it. Is he in witness protection? Like, you know, or maybe because now if he knew where his son was, someone was watching his son, but it seems like y'all would know that. So that, like I said, that story just doesn't quite have the payoff for me. It was a little anti-traumatic. And to me, that was the true filler filler that we could have done without. Like, um, I think it could have been something else between him like I'm also glad that he and Philip got their their bromance back on track because Philip was an asshole to him too you know yeah. um and speaking of Phil he's playing with fire he's playing a very oh, very dangerous cheat. game you know he gonna cheat tune, tune up to Carrie Underwood before he cheats huh mm-hmm. you know it when you allow another woman to kiss you and you don't say anything and you don't automatically end that partnership, you're going to cheat. Mm-hmm. You're going to cheat. Or, or like the contract is signed. Like you're with the firm. So now, and the firm has given you everything you wanted. So now go find you a new liaison. Yeah. You don't have to work with her. But she, she, she knows exactly what she's doing and he's going to fall into the trap which is probably how they got together in the first place. She knew exactly what she was doing when she took him away from um, Vivian. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that going any good way mm-hmm. at all. And I see her actually, um, she going to be the Camilla of the show. Um, Cause I see her, <laughs> I see her growing her friendship with Vivian while getting with her husband. Mm-hmm. I see I see that clear as day. She's going to get back into Vivian's good graces and then sleep with Philip. And here's the thing. When she said it, Vivian, she was like, but you got the man. But here's the thing. He's just the man. You were my best friend. friend. Like, and that's like a sister, like true besties. And I'm not talking like that middle school, kindergarten play best friend. I'm talking about true besties, your ride or die that's like a sisterhood that's like a bond like mm-hmm. that's, the that's a sister that you choose not a sister you're born not a sister you're born with 
So when your dude is acting an ass or your chick is acting an ass or whomever, when whomever is acting an ass, that's the person that you call up in the middle of the night crying. Mm -hmm. That's the person that you tell the shit to that you can't quite admit to anybody else. That's the person that helps you see the shit that maybe you can't even admit to yourself. Like that's the person who keeps it real with you. That's, you know, 10 toes down from day one. That's your, that's your day one. So it's like, for that person to betray you in that type of way? For two years? You know, I'm like, yeah, so when he so when he does come back, it's like, but you you were the sister, you were the family. So it's usually easier to forgive that person than it is to forgive the the friend because they knew. Mm-hmm. They they knew the dirt when when her and Phil were together the first time in college. Look at me making up a whole narrative. When her <laughs> and Phil were together the first time in college, when they were having issues, she's the one that Vivian went and told all those issues to. She's the one Vivian confided in. And so you for you to take for okay. you to take that, and then you want to talk about oh we weren't together that long, bitch. Y'all were together for two years. Like. So yeah, it, it, he he's playing a very dangerous game, and um, mm-hmm. I don't think this time I don't think Viv is gonna be so forgiving. Nope. So and I was I was really happy to see that she finally found her voice, that she was able to stand up for herself and her art, like personally and professionally. She needed to stand up to Carlton a little bit more and be and be that black mama on his ass because she mm-hmm. his ass was lying. He need an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. He didn't bring out the Philly on Carlton. Thank you, but you know, so I wasn't mad because I was like, "Don't." Because when Phil said, "Can I talk to my son?" I was like, "Please don't jump in. Let him talk." Because somebody needs to talk some sense into this fool, like <laughs> you know. But um, so what did you think about this transformation or her character arc? No, I agree with you. I I like that she found her voice. Um, that she was more confident and I love the fact when she told Phil this time I'm not giving up what I want in order to support you in the background I love I love that she said that thank you I love when she told him and she like she told him she's like it's amazing how I'm always telling you or encouraging you to run through your your obstacles you're always telling me to run away from mine mm-hmm. and I was like uh yeah so um, it, it's just going to be interesting if it's renewed um, for another season. Wow. So do you think it should be renewed for another season? Are you I thought interested? it was. It wasn't? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Okay, I gotta look that up. But um, if it wasn't, then or yet, um, I'm down for a third season. I would love to see uh, the progression of the storylines. I definitely would. I I would too. Um, I think there was a lot of stuff that. Oh yeah, it was renewed for a third season. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I figured so you were looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Um. Uh, so I I would love to see the progression of the storylines, and I think we kind of talked about it. I I kind of want to see. Will and Lisa just have some regular relationship obstacles, how they get through it. Um, I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of Jackie. Um, I don't know. Do you think he's off the AAU team for good? No, I think he's going to go back. Yeah, um, especially with the way they they, they kind of turned Doc's character around. Mm-hmm. And I think that would 
add to the triangle uh, for him and Jackie. Something tells me there's going to be a pregnancy scare or something, or she's going to try to manipulate it. Like, because Jackie, Jackie seems a little bit off, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. And so I, I think that's what we're going to see from her. Like I said, I would love to see Carlton just kind of work on his own issues and maybe kind of get a girlfriend. Um, he seems a little bit off too, because I know at one point uh, he he was giving like those fatal attraction vibes. Like Lisa's like, this is why I broke up with your crazy ass to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and we talked about LaMarcus and just kind of seeing him and Hillary and what they have and just her coming to a natural conclusion about the state of that relationship, whether it's him or Jazz. So, um, and I would also, one person that we didn't talk about too much is I would love to see, especially as she's getting older, I would love to see more of Ashley in her life and her, you know. Um, yeah. I like what to about, see her. Was she, do we know what grade she was in? Do you know? Um, she, I think she's in middle school. So I think she's in like either the seventh or eighth grade. Because I, I need to see her in high school. Yeah. So I think next year would be a great year to make her a freshman. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. With Will and Carlton as seniors and her as a freshman in high school, I think that would definitely bring a new dynamic to the yeah. to, uh, the school environment. Yeah, definitely. And especially as she starts, I think... You know, especially if she starts dating more. It was cute, her and her, her so-called frenemy. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they were figuring out, hey, we might kind of be attracted to each other, you know. I'm so. like, all right, go ahead, Ash, get yours. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I am looking forward to a third season. And I want to see more of Jeffrey be badass. Like, you know, um, it, it's cool. I think he would be, the, like, his, his role in Phil's law firm would, would be like the investigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So what are you? Do you have anything else to add? Did we miss anything? I don't think. I, I one more thing. Um, I just want to say I love the fact of Tyler and Will were still cool. Oh yeah. Um, I, I love that. Like because I like the fact that Will's friendship dynamics were still there, and so he had Tyler, he had Lisa, he had Carlton. You know, on and off. Um, and then he had jazz. So I just want to say, like, I think that's a great dynamic. And that's one thing I would definitely love to see even more in third season. Yeah, I would love to see him more of him and Tyler because they're so different. And the way they play off of each other. And I love the kid who plays Tyler or the, mm-hmm. the actor. Um, I know he was on Saved by the Bell, the, the new the newest uh, version of it, but it got mm-hmm. canceled. So um, I think that would be cool because I really did like the part where he told Tyler, you've been there for me, you, like, you're the one person who's been there for me since, like, day one, like, and Tyler really was the one, you know, when everybody else, it was him and Lisa who were his two friends at that school from day one, so, um, I would love to see that, all right, so what are you rating this second season of Bel Air? I'm gonna rate season two of Bel Air 3.25, I did enjoy it, like I said, it wasn't as intense or as engaging, but I definitely enjoyed the season, and I cannot wait for season three, what about you, Eddie? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it just a smidge, just, uh, you know, my popcorn, I topped it off a little bit more than you did. I think maybe I popped a little bit more, but, <laughs> um, I'll give it like three and a half. Um, I'm okay. with you. Uh, it picks up probably for me about season, um, episode five, like the first half of the show, 
is a little bit slow, but you have to watch it just to kind of, so you know where everything's going the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, um, it wasn't quite as intense or as engaging as the first season, but it was still good in its own ways, you know, so I, I would highly recommend it. Um, I am glad that it did get renewed for a third season. And I, I think it was deserving of that third season. So um, we will see uh, what happens uh, with season three of Bel Air. And hopefully it won't be affected too much by the writer's strike. Um, you know, um, everything's probably going to be pushed back a little bit because I don't see that ending anytime soon. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast because we like that, y'all. You can also keep up to date with the latest and entertaining pop culture news as well as other amazing good notes of pop culture goodness. Um, Colonel, excuse me, of pop culture goodness at the popcornwinddown.com. That's it. That's the plus. Pop the pop. Um, Thank you as always, and be sure to join us next week when we review. I'm so excited for this one. Queen Charlotte currently airing on Netflix, and um, I have heard wonderful, wonderful things, and it's been so hard. Like, I had to avoid a whole hashtag on Twitter. Like, anytime I saw anything about Queen Charlotte, I'm like, nope, not even looking at a smidgen, (laughs) but I've heard great things about it, so I was like, okay, so I'm ready to be pleasantly surprise it, mm-hmm. it just looks good from the trailer so yeah. we'll see we will see so until next time thank you for joining us as always i'm eddie and i'm tammy bye peace <laughs> <laughs>